The information on this podcast is not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. All information contained on or related to this podcast is for general information purposes only. All right, everybody, we are back. And today we have Effie Siamalakis with us. She is an entrepreneur, a photographer, and uh, she suffers with ulcerative colitis. Hi everybody, I'm Lisa. And I'm Chantel, and this is Gut and Glory. What's great about Effie is she has her own YouTube channel mm-hmm. where she's a YouTuber. She, she's a YouTuber. As the kids say. As the kids say. Where she, you know, talks openly about her journey and her battle with IBD and, you know, where she was and where she is now. Um, and being a vegan as well. So we're going to touch on that in this episode. Yeah. Too. Yeah, definitely. Uh, touching a lot on how diet works with totally disease. totally so Effie thank you for being here today thank you welcome to our podcast happy to be here um so we'll start you know you started noticing symptoms in November 2015 yeah. where were you in your life were you a young adult were you in university like what was happening surrounding that time so I was out of school mm-hmm. I had just started my own company you're Ooh. out of out of university, university. Right, right, yes okay. and I just started my own company doing videography and photography and it just came on so suddenly. Like I was living an active lifestyle. And you were healthy, traveling a lot. Traveling, yeah. yeah. I was healthy in the terms of like what I thought was healthy at the time. Right, right. And um, yeah, so it just randomly came on. I didn't have any previous symptoms or anything. So your first symptoms, diarrhea, bloating, pain? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, like it started as just like really, really bad stomach cramps. And then the next day, it was, like, really, really bad diarrhea. And then the next day, it was, like, blood. I was going to say, with UC. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it UC came on super blood fast. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the funny thing about it is I went to a walk-in. They thought I had food, food poisoning before the blood. Right. Um, I went to the hospital. They thought I might have picked up a virus. C. diff uh-huh. or something? Not even C. diff. Just, like, I had just come back from a trip from BC. Oh, okay. So they thought so I picked traveling. up some kind of virus. Right. So it was BC diff. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then I went to see my GP when right. I had blood and she had done her thesis in ulcerative colitis. So she was like, I know what this is. Whoa. But she didn't tell me. She's no, like, of course not. I think I know what this is. Right, right. But she knew how severe it could be. So she hooked me up with a colonoscopy like the next day. Wow. Yeah. So you're, you, that was pretty quick. It was super quick. It was probably over an, a week. So after your colonoscopy, wow. were you given yeah. a diagnosis? Isn't that like unheard yeah. I, I woke up from the, from the colonoscopy and they said I had ulcerative colitis. They took a biopsy just to check, I guess, but like, I guess it was super obvious. So right. this is over the course of, of a week in your life. About from a week. no, no uh, symptoms to full diagnosis. Yeah. Wow. So okay. you woke up from the colonoscopy. Did they tell you right then? Or did you have they to wait for the my, biopsy to return? They told my dad and my Who dad told you? me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Did you, had you had heard of ulcerative colitis at this point? No. Okay. So your dad's saying you have ulcerative colitis and yeah. you're like, and? And yeah, 
we don't what know what this is. And he, <laughs> <laughs> we're like, is this like death? <laughs> like, are, am I gonna get better? Do I take this orange pill for ten days, three times a day, and I'll be okay? Like, what's really happening here? They gave us this pamphlet. Okay. And it's like super technical and. Of course, not, like not scientifical. Yeah. yeah, nobody has yet written the definitive, exciting ulcerative <laughs> yeah. colitis so pamphlet. There's there some there. good ones. There are some good ones out there. It just takes a little bit to find. Yeah, yeah, it's and you're just not the ones the doctors. So they give you a pamphlet that essentially you needed a dictionary attached to to even understand what was going on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the, not I understood that. Um, it's not curable from okay. the pamphlet. Okay. That's kind of the number one thing we should <laughs> hey, be told. <laughs> yeah, yeah okay. I was like, oh, okay. And then I saw just a list of medications that you could take. And then everything explaining what it was, I didn't understand. Because at that point, yeah. I didn't even really know anatomy very well. Like, yeah. basic no, anatomy. But you don't need to. Yeah. Really? You need unless to know. you're on the outside, not so much yeah, the unless inside. You're, yes. Unless you're sick, right. or unless you have health issues, yeah. we don't know. Nope. Like, yeah. So you know? it was like the doctor was saying something about my large intestine and then someone else would come by and say something about my colon and I'd be like, wait, I thought this had to do with my large intestine. And yeah, they don't tell I you like that they're interchangeable. Right. They're, they're the, the same, same thing. Yeah, yeah. But then no one tells you that. They no. just start using these I'll, words. I figured and, it yeah. out, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Were they patient about explaining it to you? Like, no. No. So... So um, just as quick right after, as they're seeing you, they're telling you at the same doctor's Yeah, know, like. I actually didn't see a doctor for about a week after my diagnosis. Were you in hospital? Yeah. So after, so your colonoscopy, then they kept you. Yeah. I'm assuming, and then you had mentioned prednisone. Yeah. So, so probably they put me on prednisone right away. Yeah. Because I, I was going to the bathroom were... about 25 times a day. Right. So they hooked me up to an IV as well. So you medrol probably, which is like liquid prednisone coming in through yes. your IV. Yeah, yeah, I was doing that. Yeah. And yeah, I had to basically kind of figure out by myself what it was. So you were being kept to slow down the diarrhea? Yes. They probably right. they would, weren't going to let me out until I got to a normal amount of bowel movements. Totally. Um, but at the time, the guy I was dating, his aunt worked, was the, uh, the director of the CDHF. Do you know the CDHF? Yeah, yeah. Canadian yeah. Disease, Canadian Digestive Health, Health Foundation. Yeah. 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 And they have some really great resources Amazing. and material. Yeah, layman's terms. Yeah, pictures, totally. diagrams, colorful. Yeah. So she brought me all that stuff, and she was basically the person who helped me learn about it, and told me like I need to take this into my own hands. Like I can't just yeah. do what the doctors say. I can't just take what the doctors say. I need to understand this. And it's a lifestyle. And I need to pick and choose like what I want to do. Right. Like, I can't just be told to take this. Like you know. You what need I mean? to be a very Informed, informed patient. patient. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you guys, do you guys practice? That? No, that's our thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's okay. I like that, yeah. and I totally believe it. I yeah. I took um, getting educated into my own hands, and I so feel you like were it in for so about much. a week. Your bowel yeah. movements, I'm assuming, subsided. Prednisone helps with that real quick. Mm -hmm. Prednisone just makes you feel like what problem? Right? Yeah. Where's the food? Um, you went home, but that what didn't last very long. No. The prednisone, I guess they were weaning me off of it too fast. I think right. I was weaning down five milligrams a week. And you needed to go slower than that. needed to go slower. So I ended up back in the hospital. And then they... At the end of November, right? Yeah. Like, or it was near pretty, the end of December. Yeah, it was a pretty quick turnaround time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Did you get the initial feeling better from prednisone? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And... But it was the weaning off too quickly. Yes. 
And they yeah. didn't even mention any other medications to me. It was just prednisone. Oh, which is okay. Weird, so you right? weren't on like a 5-ASA or anything at the same, or immunomethotrexate no. or anything? No. Oh. That was the second time I went into the hospital. And then they started me on some 5-ASAs. Yeah. But I was diagnosed as severe pancolitis. Yeah. My entire colon was well, severely you said you were going, Yeah, you said you were going wow. to the bathroom 25 times a day. So that's yeah. what I, I had pancolitis. Yeah. One of my flares, super bad. 20, I remember. 2014, so just before you, yeah. um, so bad, like 25, 30, 40 times a day and just water, like there yeah. was nothing yeah. else. It was just as thin as water and just blood. Yeah. And that's what they had said. Like I had already known I had ulcerative colitis at the time, ulcerative colitis, and then that later changed to chronic disease. But like what I was experiencing at that moment was pancolitis. So essentially, pan so pan means all. Mm -hmm. So pancolitis is when your entire large intestine or colon, interchangeable, <laughs> uh, are completely inflamed. Right. So yeah. you know, starting from the ileum, essentially, you like there, you can't, you're not even getting a pencil through it. Mm -hmm. You know, and that grounds for surgery. Yeah. Like right at that moment, yeah, they can yeah. go in and take out your entire colon. So they did yeah. the same thing with me. They put me on intravenous prednisone, which is a cellumentral. Mm -hmm. um, within a few days, I started feeling better. Inflammation went down. You know, I started to have real diarrhea because what was having before was just right. liquid. Mm -hmm. um, which probably felt like, yay, <laughs> like, like, oh my yeah. God, yeah. you know. <laughs> um, the diarrhea that was only like, was associated to what I ate. I would go to the bathroom a few more yeah, times, right. you know. Um, prednisone helped. Then I went to, then they gave me the pills. I think I started on 40 or 50 milligrams mm -hmm. at the pancolitis time. Sent home, but they were weaning you too quickly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then I started losing so much blood. My hemoglobin. I was gonna say, there's no yeah. way you kept your. Oh, no. Yeah. All the blood went down the toilet. <laughs> yeah. Um, I went back into the hospital and they checked my hemoglobin. It was at 64. So you're, you're having transfusions. I had, a tran I had two units. The first unit was okay. With iron infusions at the same time? Uh, or just around? I don't think they gave me, at that point, iron infusions. No? Um, I think they just needed to get blood in me. Yeah. The second unit, I don't know why, it just didn't work. Like, didn't take. It, yeah. yeah, I got feverish. Oh, um, God. I got, like, shaky. I thought that was literally so now they're the worst treating day that. Yeah. I, I think the next day, they gave me some more, because I still, I was really low. I needed... Totally. I needed to like bump up my blood in there. And that was the point that my GP came into the hospital and saw where I was at. And she's like, why are they putting you on five ASAs? Like they were trying me on Pintaza and maybe a different one. When you have and such extreme, like, like you just, you gotta go to the top. We need yeah, to get a biologic yeah, yeah. and we need to go there yeah, it's with just, it. It's weird how they have to do this step up program sometimes. Yeah. So like the slowly like you have tapering. To try this and you have to try this before you can try a biologic. And you know what? A lot of that's because of insurance. Yeah, it is. Like biologics are not cheap. Yeah. Tens of thousands of dollars a year. Yeah. Is in some cases more than that. Yeah. And you know, I remember my first biologic was Humira. And before I could go on Humira, like what my GI had to fill out to get coverage for this drug. Like, had to show that I was on this drug for this long, that yeah. I was on this drug for this long, that I took prednisone for, yeah. like, six years, and that I was on this. Like, it's literally, the, the, and it went back, and then it came back. Like, this was, like, two weeks of me sitting being, like, like, like literally emancipated on my right. couch yeah, with yeah. home care. I had a nurse coming to yeah. my house, changing my V because I couldn't eat, and I refused to be in the hospital. It, it was up to, like, two weeks before they were finally, like, okay. <laughs> 
I guess we'll give you the good stuff. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, I was so shit. lucky. Like, like, my GP, like, she was quick on, like, getting me what I needed every time I saw her. Yeah. So she told me, she's like, I want you to see a different GI, because the GI that was putting me was, on... Was trying to build you up? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So she, another GI came by, and he was like, we need to put you on Remicade right now. And we're like, wow. great, get me on it. Shoot her up. Let's and do we were this. Like, like, but the other GI said, like, we have to try all these things for insurance purposes. And he's like, no, we got this covered. We, yeah, because you just say you're an emerge and this is what you are. Yeah. 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 He's like, if we don't do it now, we're going to have to take your colon out. I'm like, okay, let's get the drugs in me. Like, fix me. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, so, where's, so lucky. Where, what is it? What do I need? What do I have to do? Like, so how, how did that happen? Like, how did they manage to, like, surpass all of those other steps you had to take. I don't know. To it get it you to must have been her severity in the hospital. Yeah. Because like probably. I know that when I had Yeah, like it would it's have been important, for sure. I think important to take a moment to note that because there's clearly on your healthcare team somebody was advocating for you. Yeah. So if you're listening to this um, you can ask questions, and you can be be a very informed patient. Yeah, when you have and push extreme... if they're telling you that you have to take a, a long course of treatment for something that somebody else says can be shorter. Now I do know the difference between it. like mild IBD and yeah. where you were at the point where I like that does fast track a lot of the components. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, but no, totally. But you knowing to, that it's always possible, yeah, you have to advocate. a little crack of light, and yeah. you got to push on. You that. need to advocate, yeah. and I do Create feel. Exactly. I I do feel that the GI world in the last couple of years is changing in terms of yeah, their approach. I definitely. think I think biologics are becoming. They are becoming like the the drug that we begin with. Mm -hmm. They it really is. Yes. But what is stopping us is so much of like government regulation, insurance coverage, cost. Yeah. Cost. You know. There, ha there, there needs to be a change in this because they are becoming the drug for IBD yeah. and for autoimmune, like mm -hmm. psoriasis, mm -hmm. rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, yeah. MS, like mm -hmm. biologics are hitting the market heavy. Mm -hmm. it, the price has to come down, but like these are our, these are the lawmakers. Yeah. Really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now there's like, so many options too, because so at many. the time it was just Humira and Remicade. Yeah. And I think... The studies showed that Remicade was more effective yeah. for my case. So right. he put me on Remicade. I didn't really have a choice. So that was another thing. Like, it's not like I could choose and be like, I want to try this drug or this drug. It right. was like, that's the drug. But now there's so many biologics. So many. Yeah. Humira, yeah, Remicade, exactly. it's A lot of the yeah. biologics that are used for other autoimmune diseases are now being proven to right. have success in IBD yeah. patients as I well. I remember mm -hmm. so. being uh, in a, a flare situation 2004, five, and the doctor saying, Remicade. Remic it was the only one that yeah. people were talking about. It was the only one approved, too, mm -hmm. yeah. at the time. Yeah. So you started Remicade early in your diagnosis then. So mm -hmm. you diagnosed November, December. Did you start Remicade then, or was that January? Because must I, have been in January, I think. Because I do yeah. remember you, um, you know, on your YouTube channel, you, and you, you speak about um, Christmas. Yeah. Christmas, so 2015 Christmas, take us to there. I'm pretty, I might have started one dose of Remicade. Just before. Because I think the first couple of doses. But they don't, they don't work right away at Remicade. Like, no, no, no. just need to be in there. Yeah, like, exactly. I yeah. think it takes them month or two mm -hmm. to kick in yeah so I don't remember but you ended up having started. to go to 
The hospital on Christmas. Christmas. I went Christmas Eve because I wasn't feeling well. They sent me back home. Um, and this was like, this was the month of your diagnosis. Like you're still yeah. like, it was crazy. I'm still month. sick guys. Like <laughs> crazy. Month. Yeah. I was like, why you guys keep like, um, letting me out of the hospital. I'm like, I need to be here. I'm yeah. just going to come back tomorrow. And I did. I came back Christmas morning. <laughs> here I am. <laughs> yeah. They're like, fine, we'll keep you here. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> Give Best me the Christmas drugs. Present ever. Me <laughs> Give me the IV. Give me the fluid. Like I'm losing yeah. everything. I need to be like constantly getting fluids and stuff. Right. <sighs> so they kept me there. And I think maybe I was there for another week until I started seeing improvements in my bowel movements. Probably because of the Remicade at this point. You were. It was, I think it was still just the steroids. I right. don't think the Remicade right. kicked in. But, so you were still coming. So you were coming down off prednisone when they started your Remicade. Yeah. Yeah. See, that makes more sense to me. Yeah. Like, when she said they were taking out, tapering her from prednisone, but there was no other drug, I was like, what? Why would you taper off? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, did Why you, you think maybe, oh, maybe like, it's like, not? Ulcerative colitis? Maybe. Maybe we're just going to fix it like this. Yeah. No, I wasn't on Remicade while they started me on prednisone. No, but when the, the taper, time. right? The second time they put you on. Yeah. They told me to taper before I got news of Remicade at all. I don't know why. I just don't know why they would have you taper down so me neither. quickly if you were not going to be treated with that. There's always something. Like, there should be like, we're tapering from this short prednisone. That's Steroid right. is a short, short term. term. Yeah. You know, when you are in acute dire situations, sometimes prednisone is necessary, Well, they granted. bump you up, but they have another course of action. Yeah, there should be something in coming in. Right? Yeah. 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 It yeah. might have been a 5-ASA. Which, useless. Yeah. Well, no, not for everyone. Like, 5-ASA did wonderful for me. I still take yeah. Animas and Suppository 5-ASA when I notice But if blood. you have a full okay. diagnosis of pancolitis. Totally. Yeah. How yeah. is 5-ASA yeah. gonna... It just kind of felt like nothing. It yeah. didn't well, feel so, like we were treating it. So clearly, you know, you went from somebody, you were an entrepreneur, you you know, being a photographer, traveling, being very active. This t literally knocked you on your ass. Mm -hmm. Literally. It was hard. Literally. I had to and watch all my friends, weight. like, doing things, playing soccer, finishing the soccer season. Like, I asked a couple times to leave the hospital if I could get, like, a day pass to watch my finals of my soccer game. So I was, right. like, there with my IV thing in there. Oh, my goodness. I was I... like, go, guys! <laughs> so you, had, you were sharing with your... Your your support group, like the people around you, oh, what yeah. was happening. I okay. had the best support group. My friends came to visit me in the hospital all the time. We we would take like little laps around the hospital to try to get me moving, you know. And um, they all like were super interested in what was happening. None right. of them know about and it. And super either. supportive parents. Yeah, you got you had such a touching video. Your dad massaging your foot. While you're in the hospital <laughs> you bed. I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> I got so many foot rubs yeah. those few months. Sweet. <laughs> Every now and then you just got to pretend. Uh, uh, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> they were offering up massages left and right, so. Brilliant. Yeah, it was awesome. Brilliant. Can you still play that We love those people. Oh, yeah. They're, awesome. they're so nice. Awesome. We awesome. need to keep those support people in our life. Yeah. So, um, uh, so you feel, because I, you know, I can speak honestly and say mm. that my flares... 99% of the time are not attached to food, but mm -hmm. stress. Okay. So stress, mental stress mm -hmm. for me, and environmental stress. Change of seasons for me. are yeah. like terrible. Yeah. You, you have, you've mentioned that, you know, food definitely, and we, I know everybody wears her food, like that's mm -hmm. it. Like if I can manage my diet, I, I'm with my medication treatment, I can keep myself 
where I want to be healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, so at what point, because you were not a vegan before, were mm-hmm. you a vegetarian before? Oh, okay, no. so you were just like I was full on meat eater. I'm Greek, okay. and it okay. is like a big part of our culture to eat <laughs> lots of meat. but And dairy. And dairy. Yeah, cheese. All the Greek food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but once I was diagnosed, I was like, there's got to be something else I can do. So like, did you go vegetarian first and then vegan, or you were just like, I'm diving I tried... In. Like a Mediterranean diet. Okay, okay. I tried pescatarian. I tried vegetarian. I tried like um, all. I tried a bunch of diets, basically. But you weren't feeling different. No. Right. I think the one that stuck with me was being plant based and just not eating processed foods, not eating sugar, um, and just like knowing I'm putting healthy like whole foods into my body it's gonna be a mindset change too yeah you have to feel better about what you're eating yeah Yeah. well yeah i mean it's it's interesting to me because you because what you just said that you were like healthy whole foods and avoiding non-processed like i mean it is an opportunity to re-examine your relationship with food totally Mm -hmm. i mean it's a forced yeah it's not an Mm -hmm. opportunity it's it's thrust upon you but if you look at it correctly I find a lot of people do explore what they're putting into their into their machine mm-hmm. at that point mm-hmm. and like what's gumming it up what's like clogging, don't get me wrong food definitely like when I'm not well food definitely makes me worse yeah and there's food I yeah. avoid like I'm not eating anything with seeds like as much as I love raspberries and mm-hmm. black I can't I, I just can't. Oh, there's vegetables that yeah. as well as I raw am. vegetables if I sit down and bake a big old plate of raw vegetables like I'm you knock me out of my ass for three days. I'm good like, with I'm, raw vegetables, but if you give me okra, okra, I'm you're done. I'm gone for three days. Onions, also, I get ulcers yeah. in my mouth, Hard. my esophagus down into my stomach. This is why they also think I've. This is why I've been diagnosed with ulcerative colitis and Crohn's disease. Mm-hmm. Um, pineapple, blueberries, and we think this is new development within the last week. Watermelon. I know. I'm so destroyed. <laughs> I'm like so gutted. So now I'm Aww. doing the experiment of taking watermelon out. I'm going to keep eating all the fruits I've been eating. Yeah. I'm going to put it back in and suffer. We're going to wait till after the wedding though because I'm not about that life. <laughs> I told you, before I yeah. came here today, I had to like, yeah. I, had this, I had to gargle and cover my tongue with this like numbing. Aww. Just so I can't feel the, the ulcers. ulcers. Yeah. So you, may, you tried all these diets that didn't work. You're like, I'm going to go vegan. Right. So I tried being vegan, and then I was like, maybe I can treat this as like an elimination thing. So I've oh, so you maybe I'll first. maybe I'll add things in now. Like I'm good with vegan. Now I'll try adding other things in. Oh, so okay. I tried that. So you Didn't tried work. reintroducing like dairy or meat or seafood. Yeah, and like that was the time well, that's where that's smart. They told you do you do the elimination diet, and then you slowly start mm-hmm. the elimination, yeah. then the reintroduction. Yeah. So you weren't and necessarily like, I'm going vegan. You were more or less like, I'm going basic, and yeah. then I'm going to see what is what could be yeah. making me ill. Yeah, exactly. Did you keep a food diary at the same time? Yeah, I was noting down how I felt after I ate certain yeah. things. But I think the closest I came to a flare since being diagnosed was when I was starting to try new things. And yeah. I remember going for a faux with my boyfriend. It was like I had a seafood faux. And like maybe 10 minutes after I started eating, I thought, I was going into a flare and it was so freaky. Dude, I, was I can't like, even I haven't imagine. been in the hospital in so long. I thought it was okay now. Um, so I don't think I don't think I went into a flare. I was fine the next day. And I haven't just, been in you a flare had since. Discomfort. Yeah. Which is enough to and then you, Yeah. Well so you ignored it. 
Honestly, like let's say you ignored it and then you spent the next few days eating similar type foods, maybe you would have been flared. Realistically. Could have mm-hmm. been. Yeah. But you know? now I'm at the point where I'm like, I I've learned how to sustain a vegan diet and like get all my nutrients and live ha- happily and healthy and there's no point really introducing all the other stuff. I, don't I think need that's it. important what she just said, you know, because I think a lot of people, they go about certain diets the wrong way, like choosing to be vegetarian or choosing to do Mediterranean diet or choosing to do vegan or choosing not to do anything, but not looking at you are eliminating food and nutrients need to be supplemented mm-hmm. or brought in another way. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think a lot of people, when they try to do become a vegetarian or a vegan, they're not substituting. And then, of course, it's not going to work. You're not getting protein. You're starving your body of something that it needs. There's mm-hmm. other ways to bring it in. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. other ways to reintroduce it. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel really good doing it. How long have you been it? vegan? Straight vegan, probably two years now. Oh, so you're definitely, like, you're in it. I'm in it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I do cheat sometimes. I'll have, like... If I have a cookie, if I'm, like, feeling up to it and it right. has chocolate chips, like milk chocolate, right. I'll be okay. It's – I can't eat, like, a cheesecake, you know? No, no, totally. Yeah. So – or if I have a croissant and it was made with butter or something, I'm right. fine. So I know you have some videos, like, some of your YouTube followers must have been asking you, like, I would like to ask you, like, how, like what do you eat? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you not eat the same thing for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? And you have some videos on your channel – like chronic, like showing your day, like yeah. this is what I eat for breakfast. I did do one like is, that, yeah, and, and this, people really liked it. Yeah. And do I, you have variety in your diet, or do you? Oh, yeah. are, so you're not eating the same breakfast, same no. lunch. So I am eating the same breakfast. I really like my breakfast. I eat. I eat the same, eat the same breakfast. Me too. Oatmeal and blueberries, and yeah. I freaking love it. I think it's getting me a really good your variety boost. of nutrients yeah. and at the start of the day, and then I just make sure I get a bunch of greens. So Did you oatmeal and blueberries. I want to just talk about oh, oatmeal and blueberries. Okay. For a second. <laughs> so okay, I know, but I oh, can't. I'm sorry. Uh, sorry, sorry. I know, <laughs> but I can. Oh, I can though. Um, <laughs> so oatmeal and blueberries. So oatmeal with almond milk or with like what? Just how water. You, just water. I do oh. like steel cut oats. Just I'll right. boil it and then put the oatmeal in, and then I'll throw frozen blueberries On in, and, and then mix it up. Let them defrost. I wonder if I have frozen blueberries. Well, maybe. It does change. Does it? it, Yeah, and it changes the sugar content in fruit as well. When you freeze them, like frozen grapes, it changes. Oh, does it? Yeah, you can have more frozen grapes per sugar content than you can non-frozen grapes. Pro tip, guys. You're welcome. Did you see a nutritionist to help you with this transition? No, and I think that's where there's kind of a gap in after being diagnosed. Because doctors don't really tell you, like, my doctor actually told me that I could eat anything. He's like, right. I told him, I think I'm going to try to go too. vegan. And he's like, you know what, with Remicade, you can eat whatever you want. I'm like, mm, I don't think so. Like, yeah. that's not how it's working for me. And I know it's different for everyone. Totally. Everyone I talk to. But you know different. your body. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's where there's a gap. They did send a nutritionist from the hospital to come see me, but she was just telling me to do the FODMAP diet, do the elimination diet. Right. Um, not eat these things and like order these from the hospital menu and that's it. Like, I think <sighs> it would be helpful if you were like paired with a nutritionist after you were gone from the hospital. Totally. Or like, and that a is an IBD like, because it's not just it's yeah they have to have a knowledge in IBD but then they also need yeah. to know how to listen to yeah. what mm-hmm. we are saying and yeah. then okay where do I make my supplements? Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. is a so that that. 
is a fascinating thing. At this point, are we saying that people who have di a, a diagnosis, a fresh diagnosis of Crohn's, colitis, some IBD, are not at any point in the regular course of their healthcare uh, being seen, assessed by a new Well, this is what we're saying. Mm -hmm. this is, this is a, we need a holistic approach. Like you should be, you should, when you're diagnosed yeah. with a chronic illness, who cares what it is? I, it just frustrates me yeah, so much to hear someone say you can eat anything you want because no doctor should be saying that to anybody yeah. for any reason. I don't, yeah, I like know. intestinal diseases like, aside. Don't. Like you yeah. should, here, like <laughs> eat this yeah. steak. There's gotta no, be. The, being diagnosed with it, you know, we've said this, the holistic approach, 100%. And I really hope, I feel like maybe it's done better when you're diagnosed as a child. I feel like in like sick pediatric, kids, pediatrics. They have I, their own nurses yeah, that I, yeah. they can check in with all but the like, time. But like as and, an adult. And they're advocating harder for you because yeah. you're a child. And yeah. anybody who has diagnosis of, of a chronic illness, that should be attached with obviously a specialist for your chronic illness, mm -hmm. whatever that, a GI, whatever the case may be, right? It should be attached to some type of therapy. Mental health specialist. Absolutely. Psychologists, mm -hmm. psychiatrists, I don't, someone. Your team. Someone. Yeah. It should be attached to a nutritionist. Uh -huh. It should even be attached to somebody who can physio. start. Yeah, yes. Physio. Yes. Someone who can physio. start getting your physical body back. Oh, yeah. On, I mourned the loss of my physical body. Yeah. More than I mourned the loss of. Well, you were an athlete. I was. You're an athlete. athlete. Yeah. You know? So hard to get back to. And it. having, I was diagnosed at 20. I'm 32 now. I've been 12 years without remission. I have been flaring for 12 years. Like, I have stayed in the hospital upwards of 60 times. The smallest stay being a week, and the longest being months. Mm -hmm. You know, and not once has that team been brought to me it has been me saying like damn you get me this person yeah. get me this person I want a referral to here like stop like the, listen yeah. to me and this is what I want yeah it's crazy you do have to be your own advocate totally which isn't right no, <laughs> no. it's not because I think like when other diseases are diagnosed you get like a care package yeah, like there's I'm pretty sure if you get cancer, there's like a care package. Yeah, yeah. the worst like to a cancer note. Yeah. package. There's a note. There's, um, I think there's a hat. I yeah. don't know <laughs> things you might need, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Like we kind of need one for ulcerative colitis because you're kind of just thrown into there, expecting to learn it all yourself. In yeah. so much discomfort. Ulcerative yeah. colitis, yeah. Crohn's disease, IBD, but a lot of that too is the stigma associated to the disease. You know, yeah. people are comfortable talking about cancer. People are comfortable talking mm -hmm. about MS. You know, these are household names, essentially, yeah. you know. Um, walks for them, commercials about it. IBD has, we have one of the, 270,000 Canadians living with IBD. The yeah. last report from Crohn's Localitis Canada report, 2018 report, 270,000. And by, like, within the next couple of years, 1% of our population there are more people living with IBD than there are with MS. I'm not yeah. knocking MS. I'm not saying slow down on the, on the you know the advocacy for MS. I'm yeah. saying like let's look at yeah, MS and 100%. be like. So yeah. if you're you the know? premier of Ontario, just so you happen to be listening, um, <laughs> there are, are improvements that need to happen in the healthcare system. Uh, so when you're you're taking stuff away, just think about that. It's already sort of broken. So don't don't get in there with your big ham-sized hands. Yeah, and, and IBD is not just a bathroom <laughs> disease. And then think about side effects. Like you would, you spoke about, you know, you talk, I think it's on your blog as well, you talked about some of the 
extra intestinal manifestations of Crohn's disease because of some of these drugs. Like yeah. prednisone, like yeah. it's not just a moon phase prednisone gives you. Prednisone also gives you like intense bruising, yeah. one of the side yeah. effects. Insomnia, hair loss, night sweats, acne. hair loss, acne. Yeah. Like, swollen joints. Swollen yeah. joints. Swollen joints. Yeah. Oh my God, that was so terrible. Like there's so much that comes attached yeah. to that. Yeah, and yeah, it's not all physical, it's mental too. Totally. Yeah. So it took you a while, but you, your journey back to you, mm -hmm. we'll call, mm -hmm. took a while, mm -hmm. but you're there now. I'm there. You I haven't flared since. Since the 2016-ish time? Yeah. Right. Since my, my diagnosis, really. Right. So we're about three but, years now then? Yeah. Two yeah, and a half, yeah. three years. Yeah. yeah. How has your lifestyle changed, or has it? My lifestyle's great. I think it's better now, just because I'm more aware of what I need to do to mm -hmm. put healthy things in my body. And, and you attribute that a lot as well to being a vegan as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mostly being vegan. I mean, I was always active. I'm not going to stop being active. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, just like knowing and learning what your body needs, I think is really important. And I don't think I would have ever done that if yeah. I didn't get diagnosed. So yeah. sometimes I say like it's kind of the best thing that happened to me. Which is weird because it sucks. We've heard. Listen, but I say it all say the time. time. Yeah. Given the choice, I would never go back no. and not yeah. have it in my life because it taught me so much. Like yeah. I, even, at the time, it was such a struggle, but having it as a foundation is like, yeah, thank you. It's yeah. an educational yeah. journey, and it's also like it has built so much character. I feel in me, yeah, and yeah. empathy and yeah. strength, yeah, and humbling. Like it's been, mm -hmm. it's it and also just you. like I, I really do. Uh, it is really important to be in touch with your body, like yeah. to just understand what's going on and in there. Listen yeah. And when to you your said body. I didn't really know, I didn't really know anatomy at that time. Like I, I remember that when yeah. one of my doctors saying to me, uh, "You have developed such a vocabulary around this," and I said, "Well, yeah. I mean, I I had to, I I." fascinated by what goes on inside my body. So I'm it is. constantly cool. looking at yeah. it. Super fascinating. Yeah, super well, cool. Right? Yeah. 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 Science, man. Yeah. yeah. Science. Yeah. yeah, I feel it's super like knowledgeable. Science. It's like science. I feel like a doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, People but don't like try to perform surgery on anybody no. today. Yeah. Okay? I'm like, you sound like you have ulcerative colitis. <laughs> no, but I think like, so I think you're definitely like someone who, you know, we meet a lot of IBD warriors who they take control. Mm -hmm. You have to take control of your life and your situation. And I think listening to your body is one of the most important things. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. I suck. I will admit, I absolutely suck at listening to my body. And I push myself to limits that under no circumstances should I be pushing myself to, you know? And I try to, I, you know, I'm trying to be better. Don't get me wrong, I'm trying to be better, mm -hmm. you know? But even just saying, like, you went out for dinner, you tried something and you were like, I felt bloated, I felt uncomfortable, and I was like, no, I'm not doing this again. Like, we have to listen to ourselves more. Mm -hmm. And it's not just about a doctor saying, take this drug, mm -hmm. you know, do this, or eat whatever you want, don't eat whatever you like you have to take control of yourself and you have to listen to your body. You can be a doctor, no disrespect to our doctors, we love them, but you can go to a hospital, you can go to school for 15 years and learn about my disease. Mm -hmm. I could go to school for no years, but we have to listen to our body. Mm -hmm. And I, you can't do it by yourself. No. Either. You need a support system. No, yeah. And like I attribute a lot of my health to my boyfriend because he he's Solid. on my case. Cheers to the boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, cheers. Thanks, son. <laughs> So yeah, if I 
if I'm at a restaurant and thinking like, oh, maybe I can have this phase, like, no, I really don't think you should do this. Or like, if I'm having some chips at a party, he's like, I think you've had enough. And all my <laughs> no friends are like, all my friends are like, it's is, not alcohol. Is he trying to keep her <laughs> No more <thin>? chips. Yeah. <laughs> no more I chips. That. I think you've had enough. Well, well, think about it. You want to, you want to like, just, you <laughs> yeah. want to indulge and give in. You want to be, you a want regular. be normal. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah exactly. And who doesn't love chips? Shit. <laughs> Nobody doesn't love <laughs> chips. But he knows. He, know, he doesn't want to see me on the toilet all night. And I don't want to be on the toilet all like, night. So that support system is huge. Yeah. You mentioned eating out. How is eating out being a vegan? It's great now. Okay. Oh, Everyone's yeah. right. doing All vegan. Right. Yeah. Okay. And like A and W, you can eat vegan. <laughs> I know. I heard about this. Actually, we love actually A&W. tried it. What's it called? Beyond Meat. Yes, I tried it. Beyond I had. Um, yeah. I can't believe I'm going to shout out to Tim Hortons, but I had their vegan sausage. I saw the commercial yesterday. It was delicious. It was really good. I was yeah, like, I think really? this is better than regular, sausage. I was like, did you eat it? Like, this is sausage. Yes. Yeah, I did too. Many, many mm-hmm. times. Even when I get from A&W, I go back and I check with them. I'm like, are you sure? Because, like, for a yeah. lot of people, it's they switch to be vegan for the environment or because they're just, they want to try being vegan. But for me, it's if I eat it, you're going to be I'm sick. I'm going to be sick. Yeah. yeah. Like, so it's scary for me. And that's also why I, like, the plant, the Beyond Meat, it freaks me out. Because I can't tell. It so, yeah. Because it's yeah. not meat. Yeah. It's beyond. But dude, it's it tastes. I almost it's can't meat. enjoy it. I sort of wish they good. wouldn't call it beyond meat. But the you fact know, that like, it's like literally meat. does not taste any different. No, it, it that's tastes startling, and the, it's yeah. not just the taste; it's the texture. Yeah. Like the, the texture look, yeah. is. Like, how did you get this to I be don't like this? Get it. Like, yeah. I'm like, are there <laughs> little tiny tiny balloons in this? Well, I just worried. Like, did you put a whole bunch of chemical in here instead? Like, are you like? Well, yeah, it's still not that great. Yeah, but it's still, but it's, it's beyond better. me. It's yeah. better. It's beyond. It's beyond. <laughs> so if you were to this put you on the spot, but if you were to give advice to someone newly diagnosed or even further in their diagnosis, like yeah. the three of us are on this table, mm-hmm. you know what what would be your advice or what would be your direction or even resources that you would point them to? Mm-hmm. I would totally point them to my YouTube channel. Yes. and a lot of people use my YouTube channel and share my channel to people that they know that are newly diagnosed. Because to give them the I started that because that's what I wish I could have watched yes, when I was diagnosed. Because totally. there wasn't really anything. There were some people talking about their journeys and what happened to them, but nothing like I've gone through like what is ulcerative colitis. I go through it all like step by step, like your body, the medications you can take, like what's actually happening. Yeah. And I've even gotten messages from like people in nursing school or like doctors that are learning these things. They're like you're teaching me this better than my professor. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. Well, it's like, also yeah. coming from, like, first-hand experience. First-hand like, experience. Yeah, exactly. Let me tell you what the textbook can't. Which, I know. Yeah. You know? I mean, all my resources are through textbooks. Like, I've totally. learned a lot mm-hmm. of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it's all, it's all correct, to my knowledge. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I would totally direct them in, in the way of my YouTube channels. And, and you mentioned so- the organization that you found a lot of... Yeah, the and CDHF. For, yeah, so CDHF has a great website. I mm. have to say, and on our podcast that we did a long time ago, one of our first podcasts, we did a podcast about resources that we yes, trust. Right. And we did, we definitely mentioned them. Um, but I think what you pointed out saying that this, this was information that you could understand. Yeah. It's like it's, it's coming not from me. It happened to me. Yeah. A lot of people in my comments are saying, "I feel you." Like I went through the exact same thing. Yeah. Um, I'm. I can empathize with you. I'm really glad to see someone else is going through the same thing I am. 
So I think they just really like to connect, and we do connect. We talk back and forth in my comments. That's we, great. They reach out to me in my It's got to be therapy Instagram. for you, too. Like, I feel like for us, this is our therapy yeah, as well. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. And I'm like, not, like, someone that needs the support. I enjoy giving support. Yeah. So I'm good. Yeah. I, and you're feeling great. I'm feeling great. Let yeah. me ask you this. Now, knock on wood, tremendous knock on wood, mm -hmm. but are you mentally prepared should it should a flare, flare again? occur? So or I think so. Yeah, I was actually thinking about this or... last night because yeah. um, I know that Remicade can develop antibodies. Mm -hmm. But and like that's any also, drug, really. Yeah, that's yeah. also the reason I became vegan. I was like, what can I do for myself if none of these drugs ever work for me again? Right. Like, right. can I cure myself with being vegan? So I'm thinking, or just maintain yourself. Exactly. Yeah. I'm thinking if I if Remicade is ever not available to me, I'm gonna be fine. And I feel fine. I almost wanna to go to my doctor and be like, can we start like pushing these six week intervals to like eight weeks and then later and then later and see how I feel. But then you're also like, no. Don't yeah. wanna rock the boat. Yeah, I, I don't wanna rock the boat. You don't wanna. Like, but it, it's, but I'll tell you, it. Uh, but it's comforting to know that you have that confidence though. And I, yeah, and I think huge. it's really important to know that you are in control of it. Yeah. You know, like that, that I mean, is, I think I am. those decisions are, <laughs> Those decisions are important for a patient to know that they are, yeah, they are behind essentially. Yeah. Who makes the decision ultimately is you. Yeah. Doctor sounds like they're making it, but you make it. So, mm -hmm. you Dude, have to advocate one, for yourself. One hundred and ten percent. Nobody will ever be able to convince me that my brain and my gut are not connected. Oh yeah. No one. I don't. Get, science can even come out. Science mm -hmm. has said they're connected, but mm -hmm. science can even come out and say no, no, we were just kidding. Mm -hmm. They're not connected. Like, if you mm -hmm. are feeling mentally and emotionally in control of your body and feeling well, there is no doubt in my mind that that directly impacts your gut health. 100%. Yeah. No person. doubt. Like the coffee, yeah, and exactly. The opposite is well, true for, too. Like, I, like I said, like I flare, stress. Yeah, me Stress too. causes me to flare, change of season causes me to flare. Like when I am not mentally well, then you- You're not physically well. Nope, not at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I Absolutely. agree. That's why I, dropped a bunch of my clients actually when I first got diagnosed. I was like, these things in my life are too stressful. I can't work for this person. I can't do this kind of Good job. For you. That's so much yeah. strength. That's Good way. for you. Yeah, totally. You. That's a really get rid really, of that like toxic. That's yeah. a really important yeah. intelligent step to take because you have to start making that circle of care mm -hmm. you know tighter to yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In, in the I last, think that's really important. In the last few months I've been trying to do exactly that. Mostly because I'm afraid I'm going to flare for my wedding in less than a month. So, and it's, you know, sometimes it's not just, it's not the, it's not easy people to cut. Like sometimes no. it's family. Yeah. Yep. That. Yeah. It's just like, I'm not trying to drive a wedge between us and I'm not trying to be negative. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that you are just, you're a, this relationship, not even necessarily you, but the relationship between you and I is a toxic component of my life. Yeah. And until this can change, like, I wish you all the best, mm -hmm. but I'm over here yeah. and you need to be over there. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because you, you sound like your family's very close and they're very supportive, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, Have they tried vegan? Actually, <laughs> <laughs> a year after I became vegan, they watched that documentary on Netflix oh. and they became Which, vegan as well. quite a few of... They went cold turkey. They just went The whole vegan. family? Well, my parents, my sister does her own thing. But <laughs> my dad eats what my mom cooks and my mom became vegan. My dad actually- And they stuck with it? They're still- My dad's 
on and off. He'll eat what my mom cooks, but if he goes out, he'll have something that's not vegan. Right. But he actually had some some stuff going on, health issues, yeah, that he, through the documentary, heard that you can cure through veganism or being plant-based. And they, in three three months, it all went away. And they're still, wow. yeah. need, so I'm not telling you that your parents need to do this, but it would be really nice to have like the the Greek restaurants, Greek food is delicious. We just need, we need we should open up a, your a parents vegan should open Greek up. restaurant? Oh, they're vegan going to though. <laughs> yeah, it just be good. most lovely, we'll all be there. <laughs> I mean, the, vegan, the vegan diet is becoming so popular. Like I was, I was saying before we went on air, I have a friend who goes to um, like, Blue Diamond Resorts in the to teach uh, them how to to, to g- offer them an option. She presented a case like, "Look, this diet is coming, mm-hmm. and you got to be ready." For it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they were like, "Oh shit, no, we're mm-hmm. not." So they fly her down, and she's a nutritionist, and she's an amazing chef, and she's just found this career for herself. Now, what of- about your boyfriend? Mm. He's 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 By not way, eating meat our, every day. For our listeners, he's in studio right now, so <laughs> and he's looking just, away. Yeah, he's <laughs> averting his eyes. This is the which, only part of the podcast so far where he hasn't wanted to make eye which, contact. Which tells us that he perhaps may be indulging in a little bit of chicken and beef every now and then, <laughs> which is uh, okay. Like, no judgment. Like, like, Let's but, face but, it, animals can be delicious. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I eat meat, so, you know, and I have lots of friends who don't, um, but I'm assuming you, maybe you've introduced more plants into oh, yeah. his meat diet. He definitely then. eats less meat than he did before I became vegan, so that's helping, and we think that's healthier. Like, Great. people do meatless Mondays, and that's good enough, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Just, like, but he, he'll do, like, meat Saturdays now. Like <laughs> That's sweet. So he's pretty, he's pretty good. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So before we go, okay. tell us your uh, YouTube channel, how we find it. Uh, I believe honestly, it's under your name. I just, I just type ulcerative colitis Effie. And so that's F-E how I find my own F-I-E. channel. Yeah. Yeah. E-F-F-I-E, yes. Yeah. yeah. It's usually first one comes up because I'm super popular. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Subscribe to her channel. We'll post stuff about yeah. like your channel on so on our Facebook page as well. Like we'll when the episode's ready and put it out there, we're gonna post um, links. Uh, and you have a blog as well, which you can No, that's not a blog. It's not that a blog. That was just something I sent oh, you. Oh, okay. <laughs> so um, lots of information on the YouTube page. It's not just about like you've got one video that's about your ulcerative colitis story. Like yes. this is my story. Yeah. And then episodes um, about being a vegan mm-hmm. and other things attributed to IBD like colonoscopies. Mm-hmm. We love those. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's 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 a great place to go to connect with somebody, especially for those of you who are not comfortable like say going to a Crohn's and Colitis event where you're meeting people face to face. Yeah. It's a really great place to just online, same with our podcast, you, you can listen at the privacy of your own home, indulge by engaging through yeah. comment sections if you want or not. Being you anonymous know? is totally and just see somebody living a normal life. Yeah. yeah. With a diagnosis similar to your own. Yeah. And, and if, managing. Yeah. And if being a vegan or being a vegetarian is something that you've thought about, you know, a great resource, you're, you know, you said you're really open to sharing and you've done videos about things that you eat and how you manage this throughout the day. So it's a great resource. You know, it's not going to harm you to try. Absolutely. You know? It might make you feel better. Might make you feel better. <laughs> totally. Weird. Yeah, yeah weird. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I experiment with, uh, 
taking different things out of my diet all the time. And one thing that is consistently a, a bonus for me is taking sugar out. Yes. It just like, you mean like oh, the yeah. refined sugar? Refined, refined sugar. sugar. Yeah. I've switched now to like, mostly like I sweeten with stevia or, right. na- or like maple syrup or, you know, whatever. Right. Just don't like sweeten. Something natural. Like, or just don't sweeten. Yeah. No. I, I've never, I haven't felt like I've needed to sweeten anything in so long. I feel like it's that's when an I adjustment bake. you make it's when, when you I bake. bake. Right. I, I like, I do something that is, I don't ever want to, I never use white sugar when yeah. I bake. Ever, ever, ever. Yeah. And so I use like a thing that's like mostly stevia, yeah. Yeah. you know, cane sugar sometimes. Yeah. But less yeah. than I ever used before. Good. Because you just don't need it. Totally. Yeah. Effie, thank you so much for being here today. My pleasure. Um, and thank you for just being honest and open and comfortable with yourself in your whole journey. You know, photos and videos of us at our best and our worst days, I think yeah. is what everyone needs to see. Yeah. And your strength. We wish you good luck. Good health as Thank you continue. You. you guys too. Uh, thanks. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. And I know um, you're gonna make your boyfriend a full vegan. <laughs> nah. I'm not I'm not one of those pushers. <laughs> I can do what he wants. Um so to our listeners, you know, we'll post uh, the link to Effie's YouTube page, you know, on our Facebook yep. page. So make sure you're checking that out there. YouTube, just go to YouTube and type in Effie ulcerative colitis, and it'll come up. Uh, we wish all of our IBD warriors listening good health. Uh, so thanks for listening. Strength and positive thoughts. Until next time, guys. Peace out. Guts and Glory is produced by Bang Albino Inc., a full-service creative agency. 